Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. Welcome to a very special edition of Switchfoot Song Stories. I'm your host, Tyler D. Smith. On the day we are releasing this episode, it is the 20th anniversary of the beautiful Let Down album. I can't even believe I'm saying those words. That means that I'm old. That means I've been a fan for 20 years. And uh, we're, we're going to chat a little bit about the title track of that album, but also talk about the album as a whole. And my guest today is William Cook. You may have seen William's work on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. He is a music reviewer. Is there a better name for it? Or is that what you, you would call it? Music reviewer? Oh, that sums it up pretty, pretty nicely. Tyler, thank you for having me. Uh, I think this is pretty cool what you're doing uh, to find a podcast devoted to Switchfoot. You know, I've been a Switchfoot fan just like yourself here for 20 years now. So it it ages me as well. Um, And throughout the years, it's always been uh, a struggle to find that Switchfoot community within even well, within my personal life. So yeah, you got to come to the internet and great to find others out there like yourself definitely i've uh, been enjoying your music reviews i saw one recently you had of uh, cannonballers colony house and i know a large, yes. large portion of the the listeners of this show are probably also colony house fans because let's face it colony house is in some ways kind of like a newer switchfoot and they've got the the brother connection and they toured together 100 percent. well i just saw their headline tour mm-hmm. last week and i was completely blown away you mentioned the energy that they have uh, from the album. They absolutely bring it yeah. to the live show. I've seen them, I think, eight or nine times, and this was by far the best. They played 25 songs. Phenomenal. Incredible wow. Time. So I'm going to encourage our, our fans, if you have a chance to catch this tour. Also, if you happen to be listening to this episode on the day it releases, they have like a 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, live stream that they're doing for free. So, but yeah, check it out. Have you had a chance to see Colony House Live? You're much more on top of them than 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 I am. Um, I did not know they were doing a live stream tonight, but I think I follow them. And yeah, funnily enough, I'm pretty sure I got into Colony House because they were on tour with Switchfoot. And I don't even think I ended up going to that show, though I tried to go to most. I was at the point where if I couldn't even go to the show, I'd still look at who's opening for Switchfoot. Any band on tour with Switchfoot, I got to get on board with. And so I found Colony House. And yeah, for sure, they do have that friendly alternative rock energy and uh i've been really excited to see where they've gone through uh through the past several years yeah every once in a while i'll get on TikTok or instagram and i'll type in like switchfoot cover or something along those lines switchfoot video um as i'm always looking for more guests uh, for this podcast and i i think that is how i came across your work no way i can't, can't remember though if it was meant to live or another song but what caught my attention like right away is when you said my favorite band, Switchfoot, because then I saw, you know, your kind of, uh, you know, catalog of all these other reviews. So obviously as a music lover, someone who listens to music all the time, um, for you to say Switchfoot is your favorite, that's pretty high praise. So what makes Switchfoot your favorite? It's where it, it all began for me. I mean, I'm a 90s baby and throughout the 90s, it was bands like Bare Naked Ladies and I mean, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys after that, after coming into the own, getting away from my parents' influence and moving into the 2000s pop of it all. But then 13-year-old me, 2003, uh, 
we moved towns. I, I grew up in Vancouver, BC. We moved four and a half hours away to the interior in BC. And it was a big deal at the age of 11 is when we moved, but I guess it was, so correct myself on the 13, it would have been, I guess, 11 in 2002. And then about a year later, uh, beautiful letdown comes around. And it was during that process, I guess, uh, shortly after we moved, we were, I guess, visiting town. We left, we went back for a visit, my old town and we're leaving and I'm feeling all sad, going back to this foreign place that we just moved to. And Dare You to Move came up on the radio. And at this time, I didn't know Switchfoot. Uh, may have caught meant to live on much music, but uh, Dare You to Move just uh, was the perfect soundtrack for that moment. We're leaving town, and I remember I had tears in my eyes. And, uh, and that song just completely uh, complemented the situation, and it was wonderful. And I feel like it was a passing, though, Dare You to Move, and it wasn't until... Uh, my parents, uh, I probably caught meant to live again on much music. And then it was my birthday in the summer of 2003 that I was gifted the beautiful letdown uh, for my birthday. And it was the start of my CD collection. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I hear so many like similar stories from people on this podcast and obviously uh, in the, the Switchfoot uh, fan community, people that you meet online and at shows. And it's just amazing. It like, I don't even know where to begin with this album. Like I could, I could honestly get emotional thinking about it because this album changed me in so many ways. It came at the absolute perfect time in my life when I needed it the most, like my own journey, um, relationships, life experience, all that stuff that was going on. I was uh, kind of, you know, end of high school into early college years. So a lot of ups and downs, identity, you know, trying to figure out who I was. And this album in particular was the, you know, soundtrack and still is all these years later. And then, you know, that's a personal side. From a music side, this album completely changed the way that I viewed music and art really the rest of my life. I mean, people today might be surprised to hear this because I'm such a music lover now, but I wasn't really, I didn't have, I didn't own much music through high school. It was like maybe towards the end of high school and, and again, early college that I started to collect and listen to more music and i knew of you know i knew of certain bands um but like for this band to come along and express uh you know express themselves whether it be you know faith or life or love anything that that is you know i felt similar to kind of uh where i was at for them to express it in such beautiful ways i mean it's just incredible with lots of different sounds really deep lyrics mm -hmm. gotta see them twice at the indiana state fair when they were touring this album and then nothing is sound the year later and I knew very early on this was going to be my favorite band and just changed a lot. So I still quote this album all the time. I, you know, I, I go back to multiple songs and, and again, hear a lot of similar stories. So it's pretty wild. And it's interesting. We're both talking, you're an American and I'm a Canadian. And I guess I mentioned much music. Have you heard of much music? I don't think so. No. So it was a Canadian music program uh, throughout the 2000s, not around anymore. And so that was for me, a big uh, source for discovering music. And um, I'm also not religious. I don't come from the Christian community. And diving into Switchfoot, I found everyone who liked Switchfoot was Christian. And so I find I bring in these this uh, aspect that's just coming outside of the church community. So many people, oh, yeah, we played them in church. And 
Uh, mm -hmm. I always felt a little bit unique in me and like, yo, I didn't have to get told to listen to them at church or whatever. Uh, I just found them and fell in love. I didn't know Switchfoot was a Christian band until after Nothing Is Sound came out, until I finally probably, because I wasn't Googling much back then. Uh, and then one day I finally dove into looking into them and I could not believe they were Christian. But after finding out, you know, you kind of pick up on a few more hints in their music. But uh, so I've always just loved them for their music outside of their religious beliefs. Yep. And I would hope that yep. there's some people out there who could connect with that. For sure. Yeah, I think. And, you know, that's one of the, the great things about them is they've said we're we're making art, we're making music for thinking people and, uh, you know, all, mm. all walks of life, all, you know, all corners of the earth. And, uh, you know, I've got mad respect for them. And honestly, uh, I feel like the, the community of fans have, uh, have embraced all of that as well. So it's mm -hmm. been pretty cool to witness over the years. And I, another throwback, I was thinking of like how I would used to make best of CDs. That's not really a thing anymore because of the, you know, playlist and streaming, mm -hmm. but, I was thinking if I were to have a throwback and make a best of CD with, you know, your standard 18 to 20 songs and I was showing somebody Switchfoot, I feel like I would still put six, maybe seven from this album on it. I mean, wow. Like, Meant to live, dare you to move. This is your life gone. The beautiful let down 24. Like those are, I gotta have those. If I'm showing somebody this band, I have to have those songs. And then I think On Fire would be pretty close as well. I love that ballad as well. But I'll never forget. <laughs> I had a special moment with On Fire. But I, I we put on the CD and uh, we didn't own many CDs. You know, it was like I said, this was just when we were getting into getting CDs and our own CDs instead of our parents kind of. And uh, and we were, I, I wasn't just excited about it, but I had my brother and another friend who was visiting uh, and we put it on and we're just jamming out. And then. And it was the first listen too, uh, which was funny. I would never do that these days. I'd always spend it by myself. But uh, On Fire comes on and I was ex just expecting some high energy song. I think it comes after one of the more rock heavy songs on the album. If I'm taking a look here, it comes on after Gone. So we just finished Gone, which you're right, is an absolute switchfoot classic. But then the piano notes coming in for On Fire and it was just a total shift of mood. And I remember just laughing when it came on because I wasn't wasn't expecting it. But that song has gone down to be, yeah, one of my favorite songs to just sink into uh, throughout the years. Gorgeous song. Yeah. And what's funny is there's probably a lot of fans leaving list of this are like, what do you mean? You got to have more than fine or ammunition or redemption. Oh, or man. Like all, these, all these other ones that are still awesome songs that, uh, you know, maybe difference of opinion of, of what their best ones are from the album. But it's just like. I, you know, so many times seeing them live as well for many, many years, the beautiful letdown, uh, like the tracks, it would still kind of dominate the night, you know, four or five, six of those songs. Um, and then, you know, a couple new ones that they were playing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the kind of uh, what we've talked about many times on this show is the longevity, the staying power of a lot of their, their songs, um, which is amazing. The guys actually sent an email out uh, to fans it was either yesterday or the day before, and this is a story that some longtime fans may know or you may not. It, you know, it's it's not always been public knowledge, I think. But they said in their email, uh, our story of the beautiful letdown begins back in 2002 when we first started recording this album. We knew there was a real chance they could be our final album as a band. 
so we gave it everything we had. After two weeks in L.A., the album was nearly finished, tracked and mixed. A few weeks later, we headed off to our first show in New York City to play for the heads of our newfound record label, Sony. Our friends back home were saying we had finally made it. We were signed to a major label. Our, our songs were finally going to be heard. The night was filled with anticipation. And halfway through Dare You to Move, the head of the label walked out on us. We got dropped right then and there. It was a funny turning point for us as a band. After the disappointment and the frustration of being rejected by our own label, we decided we didn't care what a few folks in New York City thought. We believed in this album in spite of anyone else's opinion. So we decided to put The Beautiful Letdown out on a smaller label, Red, a label that believed in us and fought for us, and we hit the road playing as many shows as possible, and that's when something magical happened. People started resonating with the album, burning CDs, telling their friends. Shows started getting bigger and bigger. One of our songs was even played on the radio. And they, they said, for our younger readers, the radio is like a localized Spotify playlist. Hmm. All of this felt truly incredible because it was happening in an organic way. It wasn't succeeding because of a huge record label or a huge budget. Instead, the music was connecting with people in the simple and profound way that only music can. And along the way, this album's title held true. What a beautiful letdown indeed. When we're making the album, we never dreamed that 20 years later we would have been on this journey. What a gift. We are thankful for all of it, even getting dropped. Well said. Wow. That was that was John who wrote that. He's so good with his words. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great story. And I remember, even from the, the Fading West movie, there was a part where they're like, we don't have any hits and you know people walking out us, and that's kind of been you know, a, a big story of their journey throughout, but pretty wild to think that 20 years ago, they were almost done. And instead mm -hmm. it was really just the beginning that kind of launched, uh, launched a bigger fan base, bigger career, staying power. And I, I think that by itself should be encouragement to anyone out there who's struggling with their dreams or, you know, unsure of what's next, like keep going. You just never know. Yeah. There were four albums in and yep. You know, going back to those first three, that's a whole other story. Those three are all so great in their own own ways, for sure. Yep. But... Musically, this album is pretty diverse. Like the rocker who started off, you know, the famous bass line, This Is Your Life. The, the mm -hmm. acoustic, beat-driven kind of, you know, more than fine. There's, there's another rocker than the classic uh, Dare You To Move. You mm -hmm. got some pop moments, some alternative moments, some rock, a couple beautiful ballads. Like just an incredible... Full mix um thoughts on you like, can like, musically yeah i mean i find if you compare this to learning to breathe breathe the album before there's a real step up in the production quality and the just uh layers within the music and yeah talking about the 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 bass and this is your life the weird synthy whatever they did with that they haven't done that with any other song in the future i would love to hear hear them explore that territory some more yeah and yeah this album just has such a full feel to it that really does feel uh, a step above their earlier three albums that like i said are also great in their own way but they're definitely a bit more raw and this mm -hmm. album feels like it's it's more polished i would say this is the beginning of their yeah polished alternative rock era i 2003 to 2006 was switch foot at their grittiest and most polished rock sound before they started moving into the hello hurricane of it all which was a little bit of a different chapter i'd say for them yeah 
Yeah, and as for the the title track, the song, The Beautiful Letdown, some of my favorite personal, you know, lyrics that have ever been boasted. Um, you know, some that come to mind that I wrote down was, you know, in a world full of bitter pain and bitter doubt, I was trying so hard to fit in until I found out I don't belong here. Uh, I'll carry across a song where I don't belong. Um, it was a beautiful letdown the day I knew that all the riches this world had to offer me would never do. And then that part towards the uh, area of the bridge, we are a beautiful letdown, painfully uncool. Mm-hmm. Church dropouts, losers, sinners of failures and fools. Are we salt in the wound? Uh, let us sing one true tune. Such good stuff. I mean, yeah, every word to that song really is, it's just poetry, man. And I could say the same about so many of their songs, of course. I remember The Beautiful Letdown. That one stands out to me notably as, like I said, the first album I was I owned. And it was the longest song I knew at that point in my life. Five minutes and 21 seconds. I always remember. And for a while, it held that reign as being, nope, that's the longest song. And I'll tell you, I mean, I uh, was more inclined towards the tighter rock songs. And The Beautiful Letdown, I did find, was... The slower, long song of the album, but still, uh, I over time, it's really just uh, held up its status as being a very important part. And the title track of that album, I mean, and I've gained more respect over the years, for sure. Yeah, I remember one of their tours, I think it is on the one of their live, maybe live in San Diego or something like that albums. Um, they come out and they play the beginning of Beautiful Letdown, um, just that opening opening verse. And then when it gets to the part of, uh, would never do, and he screams like, would never do, and then it goes right into the baseline of This Is Your Life. Wow. This, this epic intro. Uh, I feel like I've seen that. The Beautiful Letdown tour, right into This Is Your Life. Um, so yeah, that was one of the highlights over the years of seeing them live. Um, Very cool. go back, if you go back a couple decades, something that John said was the beautiful letdown is a real life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's an honest attempt to reflect on the great and terrible aspects of being human, the tension of existence. Uh, so yeah, even, even a couple decades ago, just the super deep thinking, but I was, yeah. I was kind of thinking too about just that whole idea. It's been one of their mantras as a band. It's been one of the mission statements, if you will, of, you know, again, being the underdog, being the, uh, you know, where do we fit in? What's our, what's our place? Um, kind of thing. I would be interested to hear how fans would even describe the phrase, like what, what does the beautiful letdown mean? And I was thinking of how every phase of life has pros and cons. Like it's a, it's a beautiful letdown when your kid goes off to college, you know, it's this beautiful thing. Yeah. But also, you know, also really sad it's a beautiful letdown when you know some people may talk about when a a great grandparent or somebody passes away you know and or like uh how many things in this world can be so beautiful so terrible at the same time um he even mentioned in in again fading west like how the beauty like the ocean is this beautiful dangerous place you know like Mm -hmm. all these and then you get you know once they get into vice versus and the tension like a guitar string like has to have this tension to make this beautiful sound. Mm-hmm. So I don't it's know. It's this I, I contradiction. Think... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think you summed it up pretty nicely there. And he, and For he, me. 
sorry. I mean, I've always, I'm always interested to hear what people have to say about lyrics and meanings. Cause I guess I'm just so I am, I am a bit of a shallow listener. I'm such a passionate music fan, but I'm an emotional listener in a way, I guess. And I just kind of focus on the feeling, the mood. And I don't often get too caught up in what they're telling me. So it is always interesting to, if the artist can shed some more light, I, I do find it interesting. But uh, for me, yeah, I found a switch foot. They just, like a song, Dare You to Move. I did a switch foot top 10 list uh, a year and a half ago or so. And Dare You to Move was my number three song from Switchfoot, And my number one off a of beautiful letdown. I would not have expected to choose that song because it's the big radio single that you still hear on the radio to this day. And there was a time where I was kind of growing sick of that song in a way even. But just sitting down and putting it on, really spending time with it. It's There's no denying just how incredible of a song they pulled off there and uh, just a gem they struck that I'm so glad that so many people have heard. If there's a song that you've heard from Switchfoot, at least it's that one. And they really struck gold with uh, with Jerry to move. This is your life also made my top 10. I couldn't ignore that one. I, I, you know, talk about lyrics. There's some songs that you just can't help, but you, you, you can't ignore the lyrics. This is your life. Are you who you want to be? It's right in your face, that chorus. Mm -hmm. And that 100% has just been a... Uh, mantra within my life throughout, you know, and uh, I always end up saying that to myself. And mm -hmm. I think it's just something like that. That's really special when you can combine the mood with the lyrical power at the same time. For me, it's where it all comes to its top form. Yeah. Isn't it ironic as well that it's like, that's the very song Dare You to Move is the very song that the label walked out on. I don't mm -hmm. hear any hits. And now it's like, what are they thinking? may not have been a you know bon jovi u2 level hit but the fact that the staying power and what introduced so many people would help them sell i think over three million records of that album and just like yeah. uh, the longevity of the band was that very song that they walked out on so pretty wild well as a music reviewer and music lover what direction hey that could be a switch foot that's a switch for lyric what direction <laughs> what direction yeah. what direction do you hope Switchfoot takes with their next album. They they got experimental on the last one. Then they did a Christmas yeah. one. Rumors are that they are working on. They probably have like nine hundred songs available right now if they wanted to. Um, what are you hoping? You mentioned like more baseline, like this is your life, but uh, yeah. Well, I'll I'll give you a quick summary of like my history. So for my teenage years of the mid 2000s beautiful letdown nothing is sound takes the cake my number one switchfoot album i think that was them at their best i just love 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 the sound it's this alternative rock heavy but you know very powerful and emotional and smooth and like i said polished but they were kind of heavy leaning man lonely nation they go hard on some of those songs and then songs like the shadow proves the sunshine and the blues the two slow songs two of the slow songs uh are like my favorites off that album they both made my top 10 just incredible nothing the the best poetry from john oh gravity a little bit dirtier a little bit more lively and energetic but it holds awakening which is my number one switchfoot song it just uh that's it um, and then Hello Hurricane, I was going off to post-secondary, totally new chapter, and I love what they did with that sound. Still very lively and still guitar-driven and rock-strong with 
needle in the haystack life needle and haystack life uh another favorite i think my number two switchfoot song so still going up but uh vice versus maybe that's when i started kind of losing it with them where it was a bit more hit and miss i still look at this track list i'm like oh yeah i love these guys dark horses mm -hmm. um but and still very rock fading west was a very special album i still loved what they were doing there where the light shines through is when i really started feeling like ah oh, guys i don't know about some of these songs some of these i don't ever go back to most of them i'll tell you that i don't ever go back to but shake this feeling and uh, live it well are absolutely incredible shake this feeling notably i just adore that song so it was great to hear that they could still absolutely knock me off my feet then their pop album native tongue never saw that one come in and uh yeah, it's one of those. It's I don't think they landed the mark with that very well. Uh, I would be interested to hear what a lot of other fans have to say, but I just feel like it didn't didn't stick. And then in Tarot Bane, yeah, uh, I, I respect what they did. It has still made my top 10 albums of 2021, actually, um, because all together, it's a really good showing. I just find Switchfoot is they still got more rock in them and i need to hear that i need them to bust out the guitar and i would love for them to sit back and reflect on what made us dare you to move meant to live beautiful letdown that album is where we blew up and if they're being true to themselves i mean i don't know all the facts but i feel like they were in their most popular times throughout that stretch and uh in tarobane easy going but it's like you guys aren't you know, retired old folk yet. Like this album is old, it's slow and tired. And I'm like, okay, guys, I need you to pick it up and show me that you've still got some uh, some of that rock energy in you. And I would absolutely love to hear them come back and not be afraid to revisit old sounds. Yeah. I think a lot of bands are like always about, we gotta evolve, gotta move on. And that's great. But if they could give us some more of that grip, that would make me happy. I'm with you. No, I, I like I like everything that they've done. Um, they can, to me, like never write a song that I, I don't feel like I would like. I like all of them. But I agree that I think it's also time because they've done so many different things for so many years. And their live show is still electric, full of energy. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they have little glimpses, you know, like even in the Native Tongue album, you know, Let It Happen and, and uh, Take My Fire had some rock elements to them. Um, I was trying to, yeah, Holy Water has a little bit in uh, Where the Light Shines Through. If the House Burns Down Tonight, I think is a pretty good rock song. I think so you're listing these... off like my favorites from that album. Yeah. So I feel, yeah. So I feel like all these, all this time has passed. I'm really interested to know what album they had, like what direction it was that they had done before COVID. Like they said they had an album ready to release. COVID uh -huh. felt like they needed something different. Um, I really respect what they did with Interabang. Speaking of mm -hmm. you know, people with different beliefs, they went to someone with different beliefs of, as a producer and had that, like the whole theme of like the clash of, can we disagree well? Can we find mm -hmm. a common ground? So when you think of the whole story, Interabang comes together more for me, but I agree that hopefully, uh, if they're listening to this, a lot of fans want it. Could you dig <laughs> into the uh, to the electric guitars maybe even one last time and get us a, a rock album uh, similar to, to some of that heyday there in the middle that you were talking about. So that would be epic. Yeah, I know they still got some fire in them. I mean, these guys. Uh, yeah, but you do got to totally bring into uh, 
account the yeah the current world we're in and i think it's entero bane was kind of that pandemic album and it's fitting do you have a favorite off of entero bane uh probably the one that tim sang on um oh that would the uh i'm, I'm drawing a blank backwards in time yeah, backwards in time that it's one's really special yeah i think I like that has that. tim on it right yep that's yeah, yeah. okay the opener beloved i think is closer to kind of vintage vintage them even yeah. though it's still a little bit ex uh, experimental but yeah i think with that one was more each passing listen i uh i liked it more and more um especially again when you consider the the timing and uh, the producer and all they went through but um yeah definitely i i would agree that beautiful let down nothing is sound uh are probably my top and then probably hello hurricanes up there but you know, it changes on a, on a daily basis, uh, what you're kind of feeling. <laughs> for sure. For and my favorite, yeah, my favorite off of Intero Bane is The Hard Way. Number yep. eight, I'm a big sucker for number eight song albums as well. I don't try and be uh, biased with it, but number eight's my number. And yep. The Hard Way, I find, is the most driven kind of rock song on the album, even though it still is just kind of sounds like they're sitting down and playing it. I'm like, guys, stand up and give us, but yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, if you want the rock again, I mentioned this before. Go to a Colony House show because they're bringing it for mm -hmm. sure. Um, if they come to Vancouver, here. yeah, they need to. Do I'll that. be there. So where it's can, tough uh, in Vancouver. Sorry, uh, I'll tell you where people can find me. But yeah, um, well, I'm at double underscore William Cook on Instagram, and I'm on TikTok, uh, William Cook at Willternative, W I L. T-E-R-N-A-T-I-V-E. -E. My name's William, and I like to talk about alternative music. So alternative, it, you know, it gets some ring to it once you say it over and over again. Sounds kind of funny at first. But, uh, and yeah, I'm a Vancouver kid who, uh, Vancouver, it's tough to get bands coming through town. Switchfoot's always been good to us, though. They've come through several times. Colony House, though, mm, not quite sure. Yep. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's, that's... thanks for thanks for coming on. Keep up the good work. We'll uh, we'll link to uh, some of your stuff in the description. And Tyler, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you to Switchfoot for 20, 20 years ago releasing uh, a life changing album uh, that helped get you to where you are today. And uh, hopefully, like if you're a fan and you're listening and you want to comment on what that album means to you, send us some messages and we'll we'll put them in. And uh, yeah, it's just a uh, Pleasure to talk about this band that we love. William, have a great day. Keep up the great work. You too, Tyler. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Our next song is about beauty and pain. The way I see it, every beautiful moment in my life has also been imperfect. And everything that has been painful has brought me to a better understanding of what beauty and truth truly are. And... This is, the, this is the tension where we live, the halfway point. We're skating on thin ice here. This is the beautiful letdown. It was a beautiful letdown. 
myself alone, unknown and hurt. What a beautiful lockdown. The day I knew all the riches this world had to offer me would never do. The church of the dropouts, the losers, the sinners, the failures, and the fools. What a beautiful letdown. Am I sold in your world? Yeah, come on, say what? 